Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, welcome to the Spill Your Snackable daily podcast where we talk about everything entertainment every day. Hi, I'm Laura Brodnick and I'm the entertainment editor here at Mamma Mia. And I'm Kiri. So I work at Mamma Mia's influencer agency called Social Squad and I'm back and so happy to be back. We did miss you. Oh, thanks, Laura. On the show today, Channel 9 have defended their decision to bring Carl Stefanovic back to the Today Show. So why are ratings still falling? And Hilary Duff has publicly confronted a paparazzi for taking photos of her kids. So why do people think that she's in the wrong? But to kick off the show today, a jury in New York have convicted disgraced Hollywood mogul Harvey Weinstein of rape. This is the age of empowerment of women, and you cannot intimidate them anymore because women will not be silenced. After nearly 30 hours of deliberation, he was found guilty of third-degree rape against former aspiring actress Jessica Mann, as well as a count of criminal sexual act in the first degree against former production assistant Mimi Haley. He now faces a minimum of five years in prison and a maximum of 29. It's a verdict that has people split and confused. I was really surprised when I read it this morning. Yeah, the reactions were quite strange. I mean, on some part, people were saying there's so much, there's so many accusations around, there's been so much coverage around it that it was almost a done deal. But the fact that a lot of cases didn't make it to the trial and there was a lot of uncertainty, really, a lot of people, I think, were holding their breath for this verdict. And especially that the fact that he is going to appeal and he's still maintaining his innocence. So his, his lawyer, Arthur Adalia told news.com.au that he was unbelievably stoic and strong and powerful. And the words he kept saying over and over again in the courtroom the whole time the verdict was being delivered was, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. How could this happen in America? Oh, my God. He actually said that to them. He did. I mean, oh, that's just crazy. And then as soon as the news came out, obviously there were so many high-profile women, so many um, different actresses and people in the film industry who were so caught up in this case um, and whose... Um, tweets really kind of got the ball rolling on those first lot of investigations Um, and they've all been sharing their thoughts today. Yes, so Ashley Judd, who was actually the first woman to go on record about Harvey Weinstein's misconduct for kind of the story that broke the whole movement, the New York Times 2017 investigation into the producer. And she um, popped on Twitter, for the woman who testified in this case and walked through traumatic hell, you did a public service to girls and women everywhere. Thank you. She risked so much, and I think this day for her would have been massive. But she wasn't the only one to speak out either. Yeah, um, Mira Savino, an actress, said, this is the beginning of justice, more to come, my sisters. And it's a small sentence, but she was one of the um, actresses who was blacklisted for over a decade by Harvey Weinstein, and she only found out about that recently. So coming off her big Oscar win, and she was poised to take over all these big franchise movies, and she rejected um, Weinstein's offers to have sex and that sort of thing. And so he blacklisted her from all of the movies that he was involved in. And she only found out like in the last year that that's what had happened 
happened. That's what it had derailed her career. And I was listening to a podcast interview with her yesterday and her voice was just shaking. Oh, she opened God. up Twitter one day and she saw all these high-profile directors apologising to her because they'd been told not to work with her years ago and she had no idea. And she just said the sickness that she felt knowing this man had essentially ruined her career for decades and this was how she was finding out. So reading that tweet for her today was like quite emotional. Another who I thought was quite interesting and really summed everything up about just how much work goes into what's happened over the past two years and obviously coming out this verdict today. Ronan Farrow, so he's the son of actress Mia Farrow and who is a fantastic journalist and he was kind of crucial in shedding light on this Weinstein case. He tweeted, today's outcome is a result of decisions of multiple women to come forward to journalists and prosecutors at great personal cost and risk. So please keep those women in your thoughts today. So it's not just one person, it's kind of all of these people working together and at these massive risks and I cannot believe it's come through. I was reading there's something on the cut today about a bunch of journalists all sitting around and it was kind of a conversation that they'd had about the verdict coming out and a lot of them didn't think that this was this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, I mean, it will come down to sentencing, but still it's it's pretty massive. Yeah, so I think the sentencing they said would happen in March. There's still a few different cases I think that have to be tried in LA. So it's an ongoing story. But um, one of the responses I was looking out for was from Rose McGowan, the actress and activist yeah. who's tweeted back in 2016 that she'd been raped by a studio head um, and she said she couldn't name the head because she'd already signed forms and that sort of thing. But that was very much seen as the kind of match that lit this fire because the authors of She Said, Jodie Cantor and Megan Toohey's book about how they broke their own story about the Weinstein allegations, they said that their whole process of investigating this and writing the book and and writing those original articles all came from Rose McGowan's tweets. And again, she's one of those actresses who essentially lost her career but also has been suffering for decades because she signed a non-disclosure agreement about what happened to her. So she posted a lengthy statement on Instagram with this just amazingly sassy photo of her with red lipstick, sunglasses, just smouldering like a really like we've got him kind of photo and underneath it she wrote today we can exhale the stinky trash is gone thank you to the brave women testifying who took it on the chin to get us over the line today the world is smarter than it was pre-2017 my personal goal was to use my story and my fight and my ambition to cause a massive cultural reset I wanted to burn the system down and so I did there is a monster off the streets god damn I can breathe and maybe just maybe learn to hope again wow yeah that's so intense. I can't even imagine what we're feeling today, but yeah, so there'll Especially be Especially more... for her, she's just been through the absolute ringer. Yeah, she's been labelled as, as crazy and just a hundred other terrible words the last couple of years while she really fought to get this off the ground and talked about also that there were movements in Hollywood that she was excluded from. So I can't imagine what she's feeling today, but I guess we'll have more information as the rest of the sentencing and the appeals process comes out. <laughs> Despite a massive PR push for months promoting Carl Stefanovic's return and a new look Today Show lineup, The Breakfast Show hit a new low last week, having 173,000 viewers tuning in on Tuesday across the five major capital cities. And in comparison, Sunrise had 272,000 and the ABC News Breakfast had 178,000. So, so still beat out the Today Show. On Thursday, that slipped even lower, recording 173,000, the worst result since Carl Stefanovic's return. But Darren Wick, Nine's head of news and current affairs, has come out in defence of the show. Yeah, so he gave an interview to The Australian where he really stood by their decision to reinstate Carl Stefanovic and team him up with journalist Alison Langdon. So he said, hand on heart, I'm not bothered by the ratings. We'll just let that sit there. We won't put anything into that, but <laughs> yeah. I believe that's completely not true. Then he said, Carl and Ali are absolutely the right team. The chemistry is right and they're in a good headspace. And then he went on to say that really it was about 
bringing viewers back in and they knew that would be quite a slow process, but it was about building up that faith and trust in the Today Show again. And it is very interesting coming off um, not just the news of Carl Stavanovic um, being reinstated to the Today Show and after um, Georgie Gardner and Deborah Knight, the two pre- the hosts that were on before him, being like, let go from the show effectively. Um, and all, like the Australian breakfast TV situation is always a little bit like the Hunger Games. Like we know that's why we watch the action behind the scenes, if we, even if we don't actually watch the show. But they really all came out guns blazing this year, not just bringing Carl back, but they're like, they came back early. Remember we talked about yes. that? But the Today Show was like, we're coming back early to get in pre-ratings and really set the scene. And then the Sunrise team was effectively called back from their holidays and they also went on early. So they started the battle, um, you know, straight up kind of going head to head, but it doesn't appear to really have helped. I don't think so. And I think the angle that they were taking with him coming back just was really unsettling to people. Those advertisements that they had on television with him, he and um, Alison appearing in them, they, they were just so out of taste. I just don't know how they ever thought that bringing him back and her, uh, bringing another new lineup of people was really going to make a difference. I think the whole concept of the show needed just a little bit longer, I think. I think it, it, was ne- it wasn't the fact that it was two women, but we always have talked about that, that women often come in to clean up the mess and then they get ousted because nothing happens. But really bringing him back was going to make that much of a difference. They say that if your numbers slip underneath that 200,000 mm. viewership mark, that's when you need to be worried. And the fact yeah, that he's saying, number. yeah, that's the death. <laughs> I love that, the death number. <laughs> but saying that they're not worried about numbers and bringing people in one by one, I feel like we're going to be waiting a long time for their numbers to even get around what we would want, what we would consider to be successful now. Yeah, I mean, they did see a slight bump bringing Carl back. Um, I think a lot of people just tuned in to sort to of see, see what it'd be like and see what he would say. But it hasn't, um, it's really hard, especially with Australian um, breakfast news shows, to pull audience over once they've moved on because the people who are watching them are a very, are a very specific demographic of people um, and they have a, like a real like study show that they have a real loyalty to their morning TV show. And even though, interestingly though, um, the Today Show gets more headlines, just as a quick glance of which shows get the most coverage every morning. Carl especially gets more headlines than the Sunrise team, although Samantha Armitage, especially in recent Yeah, terms, recently yeah. she's been calling out a few journalists for writing falsehoods about her, often gets um, a lot of airtime that way. So it's interesting that people just want to really read about Carl and, and kind of know about his personal life and also know what he's saying on the show. If he says something on the show that's controversial, funny, moving, anything, the headlines go everywhere. And they do that because people like news outlets don't run headlines unless people click on them. So people must be crazy clicking, but it's not translating over to people watching it on TV, which is really interesting. Well, I think they kind of missed the mark there of realising how much Lisa Wilkinson really brought to that dynamic of that, that duo of them having having them in that breakfast seat and kind of all boiling it down to his star power and the fact that he would bring back the numbers and not really understanding that the two of them together is what made it so great. So I don't know, I guess we'll just see how the numbers go and if Carl can bring it home for them. On the weekend, actress Hilary Duff posted an Instagram video of a confrontation she had with a paparazzo at her son's football game. Since then, people have praised her, but there's also been a lot of pushback as to whether she should have posted the video to her almost 15 million followers. Can you stop taking pictures of the kids, please? It's legal. I'm asking you, human to human, as a mother. Your paranoia is unwarranted. It's just an uncomfortability factor that these are seven-year-old children and you don't have a child here. What about other people? I will just post this to my 15 million followers on Instagram and let people know how creepy it is. 
as she threatened in the clip, she posted the video to not just her Instagram stories, as she's done a lot in the in the past, but to her Instagram feed, which we all know means serious business. And it just ignited not only a huge conversation on the original post itself, but across different headlines. So a lot of actresses like Busy Phillips, who has famously spoken a lot about her and run-ins with paparazzi, was um, really um, supportive of her. But there are also a lot of comments saying that it's just part of the celebrity tax. It's part of part of being famous is that you have to put up with these photographers. A few people accused her of shaming him because she knew she had such a big big, big public platform she was going to out him on. And a lot of people really took his side by saying, well, he, he when he says he can legally be there, he's right. He is legally allowed to be there. Yes. And I think that's when you kind of realise in the video how quick he is to say that it's his legal right and offer his identification up to her. But I think, I don't know, you, you see the, the language he uses. I, I took offence to the bit when he said, your parents Paranoia is unwanted. You're the one that's making it creepy. Completely gaslighting her and taking any kind of humanity out of the situation. She's trying to appeal to him as a human, um, ho- you know, hoping that he might be a parent and understand. But he completely just gaslights her and, and makes it all about her issue with it. I mean, it's not great that she kind of posts it to her social media and it is, you know, almost 15 million people watching it. But what do you do in that situation when you're with your kid? Oh, 100%. She's totally powerless. Her Instagram um fame is really all she has to kind of push back against him. And it's not the first time she's done it. She's actually, out of all the celebrities who kind of, and quite a few of them do it, Busy Phillips was doing it the other day, um, there were paparazzi tailing her all around um, her home in LA as she went to like a doctor's appointment. She got a coffee. She was having a tennis lesson with her kids and she was like, putting it on Instagram and showing what her view was. And it was all these growing men with these huge cameras literally pushing against the fences like they were going to come down. And she was just like, what do they even want? Like, who is going to buy these? And Hillary's done this quite a bit before. And if you follow her on Instagram, if you've seen that when she was quite heavily pregnant with her daughter Banks about a year ago, there were these paparazzi just following her through the streets and they were like getting very close to her car and putting her in quite a lot of danger. And she posted a video where she's just pleading to them, like, please, please. And she keeps saying, it's Saturday. It's Saturday. Leave me alone. And she tried to go to her sister's house. They followed her into her sister's house so she had to leave. It was like quite confronting to watch. Yeah, and, and to your point before about the, the tax of celebrity, I think obviously we need to draw a line somewhere. And at Mamma Mia, we don't have any kind of paparazzi shots on our website. We don't kind of buy into that economy at all. So I think that as a news outlet, there are ways that you can do it. Celebrities are so... I don't know, they're all over social media now. They're putting so much out there. But I think if they draw the line at their kids, so should we. And it should kind of be this, it should be really reciprocated by them. I know a lot of different people have campaigned in Congress. I think Scarlett Johansson was a person that has also gone there and um, and tried to have these laws change, but it doesn't seem to really make a difference at the end of the day. Yeah, Jennifer Garner went to court about it and broke down in tears about how it was ruining her kids' life. Halle Berry also um, testified and said that her daughter was too scared to go to school because of the paparazzi. And probably one of the major cases um, of a celebrity couple really pushing back against it was Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. In 2014, just after they had their daughter Lincoln, they got all these different, they started this big movement called the No Kids Policy where they tried to get media outlets to all sign on promising not to post paparazzi photos of kids. And so many outlets did, you know, from people magazine to entertainment tonight um there was this huge was Perez Hilton released a statement of all the people to kind of really get involved maybe because he's a dad he's now kids, but he's yeah. yeah obviously was part of he was part of building that huge celeb culture of um you know being really aggressive towards actresses and posting really intimate photos of them online 
And he really built up that culture. And I don't know if it's because he's got three kids now, but he even released a statement at the time saying that he would not be doing that, like posting photos of kids anymore and that he had signed the no kids policy. And he was also commenting on Hillary's post just a few days ago saying, I don't even do that. So this is all like a very LA-centric conversation, but it happens here in Australia a lot as well. Um, Rebecca Judd, radio host and um, entrepreneur, has spoken a lot about this. Um, I think she, I mean, she's put photos on her Instagram account of cars, like pulling, like being up really close to her house and paparazzi trying to get photos into her home and she um, told a story on the 3pm pickup the other day of um, a paparazzi following her when she was taking her young daughter Billy to when she was just a baby to one of like her um, like early health checkups and this car was following her very closely and she became quite afraid and saying that I don't know what he's trying to pull every time he puts his hand into his bag like yes he could be grabbing a camera but it could be a knife or a gun I don't know and he's following me and I don't know him so she did what anyone would do in that situation call the police and said there's a crazy guy following me and my baby and I'm quite scared and the police came to arrest him and when she came out of the clinic with her baby they said he's he's here to take a picture he's a paparazzi we can't do anything and a lot of celebs um, in Australia Natalie Bassingwaite has said that like she's had um, paparazzi follow her and her family very closely, like even off to beach holidays, like following them for hours along the road. And they tried to lose them in back streets and they're really chasing them to get those images. So it's happening here in Australia as well, which is really confronting. It's just scary not having any power and also being a new mum, being chased and followed like that. You can imagine the kind of stress it should feel in that moment only to find out that nothing's being done and he's back following her again. Yeah. When it, you talk about it, it makes complete sense not to do it. I just don't understand why we can't get it together and not do it anymore. Yeah. It always makes me think of that. And this is going back decades now, the Sienna Miller quote that she said once. And she said, I told, said to police once, like five men, five grown men chased me through the streets of London. Like in the early hours of the morning, they chased me through the streets. They cornered me. They got in a circle. But because they were holding cameras, I'm not allowed to say anything and the police can't help me. And that's the only thing. If they, if they had done that to her, I'll never forget that quote. It was such a like a, because up until then I was a bit like, oh, they, you're getting photos taken. Like that's fine. Right, you're a celebrity. Right. You have so much money. You have everything. It's like people questioning um, Meghan Mark and Prince Harry for not wanting to stand outside and have their photo taken with baby Archie. And they're like, well, this is the payoff for everything else you have. But I think this is such a more an extreme kind of case. And yeah. Sienna Miller saying that, I was like, oh, my God, that's the only, like, they're allowed to chase you through the streets of London and corner you in a back alley if they're holding a camera. So um, they're all putting forward for, like, a change to these laws and a change to, um, you know, kids being photographed. So I guess we'll have to wait and see if anything happens. But we've been waiting a long time, so it doesn't look good. Thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. You can get in contact with us by emailing us at thespill at mamamia.com.au. The Spill is produced by Rachel Corbett and Jacob Round. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye.